Hello and welcome to another episode of Think CX Take 15. I'm excited today to chat with Drew McLaughlin, who's the Director of Revenue Operations at Evolve. He'll be joining to talk to us about the history of optimization. Thanks for chatting with me today, Drew. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Marin. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about where A-B testing originated from. This is a fairly new industry for me, so uh, interested in hearing a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. Well, I think uh, A-B testing is sort of uh, connected to just the scientific method in general. The, the idea that you can make observations and from those observations form hypotheses and then at some point um, test uh, those hypotheses to determine whether you can accept or reject uh, the idea that you have. Um, so it's, you know, the, the concept of A-B testing has been around for potentially thousands of years. Um, I think uh, for all practical matters, uh, you know, A-B testing as we think about it today, um, there's a kind of a funny example, um, a story about a guy named James Lind, who was a, a medical doctor on a, on a naval ship in the 1600s, who actually was able to figure out um, a potential cure for scurvy by separating groups of sailors who were at sea for months at a time um, that obviously were succumbing to scurvy at, uh, at an alarming rate. Um, he separated, you know, in, uh, the groups of sailors into, into uh, control group and test groups. And after running a number of, uh, of tests on the sailors, realized that uh, feeding them oranges was actually helping to uh, eliminate scurvy. So I think that's, it's like one of the the earliest documented examples that you could find of, of an A-B test in practice, but it's, again, it's really just linked to um, the idea of uh, testing hypotheses so that you can um, accept or reject your idea. Who knew? Oranges were so powerful. <laughs> um, so what, what's some of the first evidence that we've seen of experimentation in the internet age? Can you give me some examples of that and what it looks like? Yeah, there's a, there's a good example of a very successful uh, test that was run by Google uh, sometime in the late 2000s, 2008, 2009, sometime around then, um, where uh, Google was attempting, I believe this was their, um, I think it was the Gmail uh, product division of Google, were trying to understand uh, the shade of blue that they should use for uh, their logo logo that was going to be um, sort of like the the main uh, button that you would click to um, in uh, you know get through a funnel that was driving um, advertising revenue and there was all kinds of ideas from engineering from their UX research team um, you know from the product managers from leadership about which shade of blue they should go with for this logo. And, you know, somebody internally basically said, we're going to solve this by uh, actually running a test and trying to get a sense of uh, if we, you know, if we can track the actual conversion data and understand the behavior of our audience by looking at different possibilities, then maybe our audience can tell us something about how to answer this question rather than doing it uh, behind closed doors. And I think they, they ran an AB test with like 40, 40 or 50 versions of, uh, of the you know, different shades of blue being Google, they have plenty of traffic to learn with. Uh, but the, the winning uh, variation was, uh, I think a bit counterintuitive to what they had expected and uh, turned out to drive you know, many tens of millions of dollars in increased ad revenue. So pretty successful uh, form of an experiment. That would be an interesting uh, podcast, just talking 
about experimentation and uh, the smallest changes that had some of the, the biggest outcomes because I, I mean, just thinking about the shade of blue and how much that could actually impact revenue is pretty, <laughs> is pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, to talk to me a little bit about how companies are using experimentation today um, and maybe a little bit about what digital first companies look like versus the rest. Yeah, I mean, I think um, at this point, A-B testing experimentation programs are pretty, uh, pretty thoroughly, um, you know, entrenched in, in most big businesses today, uh, you know, with the exception of companies who, who do very little business online. Um, but yeah, I think for the, for the most part, companies understand the value of, of data-driven decision-making and, uh, and, you know, the, some of the, the, the valuable aspects of mitigating risk of, dis of decisions that you can make by understanding how those changes will impact an audience. But I think uh, companies are at very different stages of you know, their ability to run experiments, why they run experiments, sort of the strategy for, for programs. Um, there's no shortage of, of content that you can find on building a culture of experimentation. I think it's a, it's a pretty well understood um, idea that it's not just about your ability to run a test, but it's actually the, um, there's a, there's a broader set of, uh, of skills and requirements for running a, a proper experimentation, uh, culture, which would, um, actually drive results over the long run. So I think that's, that's where you probably see, uh, the, the difference between a very mature, uh, company that's running experiments and maybe a, a business that's just getting into, um, into the space, but companies test um, all over their, you know, all across the business from design changes on a product detail page to functionality of a website, whether that's the, uh, the way that the search uh, uh, products interact with their users, um, the navigation setup of a website, uh, the, the flow of pages, uh, sort of the overall design structure, obviously the aesthetics, all of these things can be tested as well as um, things that you might not traditionally think of as being user experience variables, right? So these could be like pricing algorithms or um, the search relevancy um, optimization, this kind of stuff can be tested as well. So I, I hear a lot about A-B testing, multivariate testing. Can you talk a little bit about the differences between those and the different types of, of testing methodologies out there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So A-B testing is, I think it, in most cases, the, you know, the, the design of an experiment that a company is going to use. It's, this, it's the most straightforward experiment to run. It's the easiest to understand the results of. Um, and it's also typically the the most efficient and the fastest uh, traditional test that you could run. Um, it, you know, at, at the most basic level, it involves essentially splitting traffic, you know, whatever portion of traffic you're going to use for the experiment um, between two variations, right? So you have A, which would be your control. That would be the, the page that's, uh, that the test is being run on in its existing form. And then uh, B, which would be the experiment variation. So this could be you know, isolating an individual variable on the page, like say the, you know, the call to action text, or it could be, um, you know, the page itself is a variation. And that's probably the most common um, form of testing that we would see is uh, a company that has 
an idea for a you know sort of a redesigned version of a page which they will test against uh, the control variation. Uh, multivariate testing uh, is something that companies will do when they would like to understand the interaction effect between variables. So if you're interested in understanding, for example, um, you know what what the optimal call to action or you know the optimal um, add to cart button uh, on a product detail page looks like, and there's you know multiple potential variables involved: the size of the button, the color, the placement on the page, the text value itself, the font. You could you know you could continue going understanding all these different variables. Um, a business may be interested in, in understanding: do some of these variables have an interaction effect with each other, right? Rather than just um, testing each of the ideas in isolation. Um, the, the challenge with multivariate testing is that um, because you are looking at combinations, the number of potential, you know, testable variations can grow rather quickly. And therefore, you know, most, most, most companies are not taking uh, advantage of that technology today outside of sort of the, um, the, the very large companies with lots of resources and uh, traffic to be able to run tests on. So it's essentially just not as scalable without the AI tech component. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a, a scalable option for most companies. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the challenges with AB and multivariate since we went there. Um, you know, you mentioned right away just looking at all the potential combinations. Um, what are some of the other things that you see that are challenging for organizations? Uh, when it comes to AB testing? AB testing or multivariate. Yeah, I mean, I think the the reality of, of running experiments is is probably more challenging than the average, uh, you know, white paper that you might read from a from a vendor in the space makes it appear to be. the 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 tools in most cases are, um, you know, are are built so that a marketer could potentially run an experiment. But the reality is, running an experiment and understanding what to do with the data um, can, in some cases, be more complicated than a typical marketer may have the skill set to manage. Um, and it's not a scalable uh, process for most businesses. You, you have as many abilities to run tests, you know, sort of proportionate to the traffic that you have to your pages that are in question. Um, and for most companies, that leaves them with sort of a limited ability to actually uh, run A-B tests, which means you have to sort of prioritize uh, what you perceive to be, you know, the highest impact um, ideas. Uh, which introduces <clears throat> sort of an element of like humans determining what we should be testing and you end up sort of validating the stuff that you already thought was true to begin with. Um, you know, so there's at some level, I think sort of a, um, like a, a little bit of a, a slowdown to potential innovation being forced through that process. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's definitely a difficult, uh, you know, program to manage well and to manage for results. So uh, I hear a lot about personalization. Um, how does that all tie into experimentation? And I can kind of, you know, assume what the benefit would be, but can you talk a little bit about how those work together? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like three, three to five years ago, the, um, the market seemed pretty fragmented, you know, personalization and, and testing sort of being these like very separate components, whereas today, there's maybe a, a bit more of a blending of the two concepts. 
you know, the reality is personalization in a lot of cases is basically just creating separate variations for different audiences, right? So you may have, um, you know, in a very obvious example, if you're a, a B2B uh, software company such as ourselves, you, you may have um, some pretty obvious different audiences like prospects versus existing customers. Um, and therefore it probably makes sense to, to design different experiences for those different audiences. So, you know, you can imagine a hundred, hundred different scenarios that would fit the same for different industries, you know, in, in retail, um, you may identify that you've got, you know, you sell to both men and women and, and you want to, um, create different experiences, merchandise your products differently, depending on who's visiting the website. And so there's, there's all kinds of personalization strategies from, you know, user experience to product recommendations, content, all this, um, you know, all the aspects of an experience that can target different users with, with different content. But the challenge uh, when you go down that path becomes you now have sort of an explosion of experiences, especially if you, you know, if you go deep into the, into the segmentation, and you're trying to create, you know, different experiences for all, all these different types of groups is you've actually created a really big, experimentation challenge right now instead of managing um an experiment roadmap for you know a single version of your website you've you've fractured it into potentially uh, dozens of different experiences and if you are actually identifying you know I ideal experiences for each of those audiences it would require that you um that you are running tests to continuously learn and improve those those experiences so i think there's there's a lot of challenges um presented by you know the per, this uh, sort of explosion in personalization tech and strategies that um, actually put a lot of pressure on testing teams to kind of keep up with this stuff because um, at the end of the day the goal of either testing or personalization is really just serve a, a high performing experience to each visitor um, but I think in you know in some cases um, these two concepts either get confused or um, overlap in a challenging way for a lot of organizations. Well, this was super helpful. Um, next, I'm eager to dig into how AI can help scale all of this. Um, but thanks for the crash course today, Drew. And thanks everyone for listening in. Yeah, thanks, Marin.